Welcome to 3 and D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T dot. My name is Dave Levitt. That's the D. This week's three. So Gary Trent Jr. looks like a piece to add to the core of OG Fred and Pascal for the Raptors, and Boucher might be another one. But who from the current roster might also be something to keep going forward? Which team could surprise us come playoff time? And finally, with both teams now looking like they are headed in the right direction, who would you start your team with today, Trey or Luca? This week's guests include Harrison, promoter Harrison is back, and Noor from the Dishes and Dimes podcast makes her return as well. So sit back, relax, and let us walk you through the big three stories from around the association. All right, my guests this week, Noor and Harrison, uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having us. Oh, <laughs> thank you for having us. The joy of doing this without like seeing each other, just like, uh, is, is, are you going to go? It's very middle school dance. Uh, am I supposed to ask you? Or are you supposed to? Anyway. <laughs> Literally, but actually, that's a perfect example exactly of it. What that is. Uh, all right. So Gary Trent Jr. Goes off for 44 on against, I know it's against Cleveland, but still he went off for 44 last night. Uh, Noor, you put out a tweet calling him the second greatest Raptor of all time. <laughs> um, obviously, that's you know that's how in 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 this uh, 2021 that's true because we can't re- we that's... can't remember anything else. You gotta take the little winnings, okay? You gotta take the little victories wherever you can get right. them. So he looks like a, he looks. I mean, when they got him, he sounded like he was going to be a piece for us to add to like OG Fred Pascal, which are probably the core, right? Um, Boucher had a monster night the other night where he almost went for 20 and 20, right? Um, so he looks like he might be a piece, but who else? from this team is really a piece going forward. Uh, let's go with you, Noor, and then we'll go to Harrison. Sure. Um, I think ever since we signed um, Malachi, I've been really, really excited about him. I think just um, on paper, he seemed like the kind of guard that the rappers tend to usually go for. Um, you know, short, pit bull type, hardworking, um, just puts his head down. And that's the kind of demeanor that Malachi possessed when he first joined the Raptors. And that's what made, I think, everybody really excited, especially because you were like, okay, well, now he has the chance to be mentored by not just Kyle Lowry, but as well as Fred. So you get to see both, you know, the OG and then his protege. And then now they're like protege, protege. So it was, um, that was, that was a super exciting period in the beginning. And then just how little minutes he got wasn't the best, but like seeing him play now and seeing, um, obviously we suck. So like, we're going to see our young players develop even more currently, which is like the, the silver lining of everything. So watching him play and watching him, um, just watching his basketball IQ and the way that he runs the court, I think it's huge because we don't really have that besides Kyle, even, even with Fred, like I love Fred. I think you know, Fred's worth everything that we gave him. But when it comes down to it, I wouldn't really trust Fred to run the ball and run the offense, um, as I would obviously with Lowry. But even now with Malachi, like, I kind of see Malachi has more of a vision than, like, other people on the Raptors. Um, and, you know, pair that with the teachings of Kyle Lowry and and Fred, and you have you – you potentially have a future all-star in the making. Whoa, there it is. Mark the tape. Mark the tape. Malachi Flynn, future <laughs> all-star. Okay. All right. I drop hot bombs everywhere wow. I go. So if you get lit up, I'm sorry. Wow. Look out. Look out. 
call the fire brigade. She's she's just starting little fires everywhere. Okay, Harrison, your thoughts? No, I, I totally agree with Nora. Like, uh, Flim is, is definitely going to be part of the core, and it's going to be an important piece. I'm actually more excited about our new addition, uh, Ken Birch. I'm excited for uh, Nurse to see what he could do with that. And we're starting our own little block Quebecois between uh, <laughs> and um, Boucher there. So it, it's exciting to see what he's going to do. And just from the game yesterday, just to have a, a serviceable mobile big man makes a huge difference with Freddie. It's, it's clear to see. So I'm excited to see what happens when we get Cam in our system. Well, I mean, you may not have to wait too, too long because he's they're scheduled to play again tonight, I think. And he's... Uh... Birch cleared waivers yesterday. So, yeah, it should happen. Um, look, I, I got to say, I'm uh, uh, maybe I'm the wet blanket, or maybe it's just the fact that I've you know, spent you know, 20-something, 25, 30 years as a Knicks fan. So I always kind of be like, yeah, but you know, just wait for it. Um, it's, I don't, I'm not completely sold. First of all, I think Ken Birch is just a guy. I think Ken Birch is a nice, is a nice player, but he, this is his free agency uh, moment. So he wants to get a couple of minutes so he can maybe sign somewhere, uh, maybe with us. But I don't think Ken Birch is, is the, the, the answer in the middle, um, wet blanket that I am. And Malachi Flynn, uh, jury's still up, I think. I think he is a good player. I think last night showed that he can run a team. Like he ran, what, he dropped 20 last night and I think like eight assists. So that's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, an encouraging time from before. But I got to tell you, um, not much else on this team is really getting me too too excited for next year like they're gonna have to do some some revamping i I, i'm not sold on them going forward you know what's crazy when you sent the questions about uh you know pick the player that you think is gonna be the next person to be part of the core i sat there for a second i was like who's on the raptors anymore like you just you have no idea who plays right like and based off of that it's just such a different team and that excitement's kind of gone and like even next year you're kind of like well who can we really develop like who can really take that leap you know next year so i get where you're coming from yeah you know here's the thing um i uh, i try to be an optimist on on team like to be honest when the team was put together i didn't think they were going to be this team this year um i think we can all i think it's safe to say that no one really thought we were going to be this team this year yeah, but here's the thing: like DeAndre Bembry, are you are you in a rush to to pick up his option or or keep him on the team next year? I, I'm not. Uh, Aaron Baines, obviously, you know, uh, Aaron Baines, obviously, a huge part of the core going forward. Um, Just physically, <laughs> uh, you know, like Aaron Baines is the thing is, and I, and I got excited about Aaron Baines, and I don't know, I'll get you guys to, to weigh in on this too, but like, I was excited about Aaron Baines in the sense that we're like, okay, we actually finally have a big man um, because, you know, when Serge and, and Mark walked out the door, I was I was looking around going, you cannot have Boucher as your only center. Um, yeah. And then I looked at it, and realistically, I mean, he's having a down season compared to last year, but he's actually kind of regressed to what he was for most of his career. So I don't know why we were so excited that we just put on our, you know, our beer goggles and we're like, yeah, Aaron Baines, they got a, they got a guy. No, Aaron, Aaron Baines has never been that guy. What are you guys, what are you guys thinking? Like who's the most disappointed, who are you most disappointed? We'll take Baines off the table because he's the obvious. <laughs> who's the most disappointing person this year? Uh, Harrison, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of just 
I think overall the the team is just doing what it's supposed to do with considering the circumstances. Honestly, it's, it's it has been the center position for me. Um, I think everything else, like we we're a good team, we just don't have certain major parts right now that's missing. Um, I think we're the the best worst team in the league right now. If we just have this, this, <laughs> maybe even get into playoffs, but I don't know. Right now, for me, I personally want to tank for Mobley. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're going to have to tank real hard if you're going to play with Oakley. Although, Nora, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm the exact same way. I'm, the, I'm in the same boat. Um, I think that, like, I think the center position, though, like, I love Masai. Obviously, he's my Messiah, my everything. But, like, that's the one place where I'm just like, that was a glaring hole all season long, all year long. And especially when you let Mark and, and uh, Ibaka go, you knew that you were going to be put in a position where you have to play, you know, Slenderman Boucher, like that's not going to work when you're putting him up against Embiid, when you're putting him up against AD, when you're putting him up against like all the other centers for the other teams. And um, I don't know, like I, I think like that's something that we needed to have worked on. I'm not really sure where the oversight was. I understand we might not have had any centers over the season that they wanted. Um, but at this point, literally anyone is better than the center who's scoring for you, the for your team on the other net. Like he's scoring on you. Yes, yeah. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't know. I, and I think the thing with uh, with Aaron Baines, too, is, like, he was probably one of the other players who's, you know, those Raptor killers? And anytime we played him, he was just going off on us, whether that was he was on the Boston Celtics, whether he was on the Phoenix Suns. Like, he always just had really good games. So keeping that in mind, we were like, okay, fantastic. We took a Raptor killer off the market. He's on to our team now, and he can help us. And he's been helping other teams. He's been helping our opponents instead. Well, yeah. well he still is killing us. He's part of yeah. the. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's still the a raptor killer. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> yeah, driving that's the tank down. <laughs> from the inside. He got inside this time. Yeah. He's coming from inside the house. He's the go upstairs. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? Airmanes is. Uh, he seems like a, a fair enough, like a nice enough guy, but you know. If Aaron Baines doesn't, if Aaron Baines racks up the DNPs, I will not be upset, and I don't think anybody else should be. <laughs> of course, saying that, you know, James Dolan is probably going. That's what we need. We need Aaron Baines. Uh, forget this, Mitchell <laughs> Robinson. I'm going to go after get that get that guy because. Oh, anyway. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, any any other last thoughts about anybody else in this team that you that you're like I want them to keep or I'm you know see you later. Anyone want to jump in on that one or are we done? I, I, I like Utah. It could be my uh, Asian bias, but uh, for what he's worth and what no, he's uh, played right now, yeah, yeah, he's a great um, – like Nurse really likes energy guys, guys like Bembry, guys like Utah that should come in and just like cause havoc. And I really like how he's using Utah just to guard guards at the very fr- – at the front, just to sort of like muffling them at the very beginning so they can't even run plays properly. To, yeah, that's a good point. I would, I mean, I wouldn't call him a core piece. I wouldn't say that you have to have Yuta Watanabe, but if you can get him back next year, I think that he's, he brings something that's a nice, like, 10th guy. Nor? Yeah, he's constantly running. You never see him not running. And when you're someone's <laughs> running, you're making, you're making, you know, opportunities for yourself and for your teammates. You can and that's shit. all you, you can could ask for. Shit happen. It's okay. We, we can... <laughs> you're making shit happen, there Utah. You Thank you. There you go. <laughs> all right. The first, the first curse word of the, uh, uh, of the of the episode we're in we're good oh don't give me the green light dave you don't want it <laughs> no no you know what i'm like nick nurse now i'm just like you know just just, just chuck him from 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 distance just just go <laughs> just go um see right. where it lands yeah <laughs> probably on the r-rated list that's just all fine um okay so which 
let's just switch topics here. Which team could surprise us come playoff time? Like, which team are you looking at that says, mm, you know what, they, they could, uh, good or bad? Like, like, which team is either flying high and you're like, mm, they're, they're going to crash or flip it around? Which team is kind of like in that six, you know, six, seven spot who you're like, mm, that's a team to watch. Uh, let's go with you, Noor. Hmm. Um, I think for, for East, um, I know that we have, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, the Brooklyn Nets coming out on top for everything, like beating everyone. But I still feel like Philly could give everyone a run for their money. I feel like Philly has, um, the length that most teams don't want to go up against. I mean, we saw that in the playoffs two years ago. That's not anything I want to go through ever again. Like, you know, Philly was something that we had to cross. And if once we crossed Philly, everything was smooth waters. But it really literally came down to the last minute, the last shot, the last yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. everything, you know, with Kawhi. So I really I think that like when you have the powering, the, the pairings of um, of Embiid and Simmons, once they start to gel together and work together, they understand like their um, their individual talents make for really. You have Embiid yeah, who's no. who's. Uh, like, you know, who's passing the ball around, who's uh, who's uh, delegating the ball, right? And then you have Embiid, who's just, who's a menace inside. And you just can't do anything to Embiid. You literally cannot. I understand you have, you know, you have um, the Brooklyn Nets. And I feel like like they, they would give them a great run for their money. But I would still put, I would still be scared of Philly of um, most teams in the East, I think. Oh, I, I agree. And I think with the shooting that they have now this season, when you have Danny Green and you have Seth, uh, Seth Curry and you have um, some of the some of the length they have, and Ben Simmons is the best, I, arguably the best defender in the East, right? So he can lock mm-hmm. up a Durant. He can play hard on the Durant and make it make it harder for them. So yeah, I'm with you. I think Philly's a, a good pick. Harrison, do you have a uh, have a pick? Or Nor, did you have one from the West? I I'll be honest with you. I haven't been watching much of the West lately. Um, if I were to give a nudge to someone, who, but I guess who I want to see do well in, in the West is probably going to be the Phoenix Suns. I really want something for Chris Paul. I think this is, I just want this to be his time to at least make it to the finals or just Western yeah. Conference finals, just something, you know, yeah, um, yeah. just, you know, this is probably his last push for anything this or, this or next year. So I would love to see the, you know, the Phoenix Suns go far. Um, just beyond that, it'd be fun to see where Portland ends up just because now it's like Raptors 2.0, you know, you got Norm and you got Rondé. Um, I, you know, that's my team in the West. So, okay. and the fact right. that I they see have... A lot of Portland, I watch a lot of Portland games because they seem to be the one, the team that's on NBA TV. Um, <laughs> yeah. After you watch the Raptor game, you click over to, you know, the NBA TV and you're like, hey, the, the, the Blazers game is on. So I've watched a lot of the Blazers. That's why I was a big fan of Gary Trent. And I was like, oh yeah, we got, you know, he's a good player. I like him. Um, I I hope Portland can do something because Dame, uh, like Chris Paul, I want to see Dame Lillard. You know, good things happen for him, but I don't know. Yeah. Harrison, your thoughts? Um, with the East, I sort of think that Miami's sort of flying under the radar. They're sort of like a team like us where we've been proven and we've done some stuff in the playoffs, but no one really puts puts them up there. Um, because they're not really a team that's sort of flashy and fun to talk about. So I feel like by the time playoff rolls around, Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, all those guys are going to button down and like make a run like they did last year. So I think them being underrated and having no news, and especially with the new acquisitions before trade deadline, I think it's they're still a really scary team, and they match up really well against all the top Eastern contenders. Yeah, uh, that was my pick in the East too. I think I think Miami is someone that, uh, or some team that we've sort of slept on a little bit, partly yeah. because you know. 
they're just kind of grinding through and they didn't have a great start to the year, but mm-hmm. they've turned it around and they, you know, and if Oladipo can, can, can any of that, um, that spark that he had before, I think they're going to be a, a, one of those teams that's a little dangerous. Um, and if he focuses on like, he's a, he's a guy who, who's always given Kyrie a hard time. Yeah. You know, if you look at the mm-hmm. matchups and he, if he's guarding, he always gives Kyrie a hard time. Yeah. So if you can work from that way, I think you're right. I think, uh, I think Miami was my pick in the West. I think we're sleeping on. Um, I mean, we're, at the beginning of the year, I think everyone slept on Utah, and um, but now Utah is, is you know established themselves. They're they're definitely one to watch. But I think I honestly, if you can say this about a team that has Aaron Gordon and uh, yeah, and no I think I think Denver is a is a sleeping giant. I think they Sweet. are because they they mm-hmm. can go, if they can get into a groove. I don't know that you can they, – they, their matchup problems, like you said, Noor, um, with Philly, their matchup problems are all over the – like, who are you going to double? You're going to double Jokic? Okay, then Murray and Gordon are open. You know, you're going to exactly. double uh, Murray? You're going to leave Jokic and Michael Porter Jr.? Like, no, they're, they're a matchup nightmare. Yeah, I agree so, with you. And they're a I fun think, team to watch too. Yeah, they are, right? And, and Jokic is such a fun – like – Yeah, I love Jokic. We don't see enough of them, right? Because no, <laughs> because they're in that weird time. Their games start at like nine o'clock, so we don't really see a lot of their games. Um, we uh, play them like once a year. Like yeah, we barely we, get yeah. to see their style. But they, but man, are they fun to watch in the highlight packs, right? Like, yeah. man, Jokic is is a, is a is a good player. He's a beauty. He's fantastic. And how does a and, big man operate like that? It's, it's crazy. It's freaky. It's freaky. Like you remember? Um. Well, you guys are a little younger than I am, but. There was all this talk about big point guards, right? When um, so like Magic came in and he was a big point guard. I was a kid at that point. But then Anthony Hardaway, Penny Hardaway came in, and yeah. Penny Hardaway was like mm-hmm. six seven and could do all these things. People were like, "What? That guy's like a small forward who can play like that." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this is amazing." And then we watched Jokic. He's seven one, and he's a point guard. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a, he's he, he's a, you know he's not much defensively, but who cares when you can throw dime, yeah. you know. Like make shots for yourself. Yeah. Was that Norm? To make you know, throw dimes, make shots for yourself. But the stuff oh. that he does on offense is absolutely insane. Like he's he's like a like a giant on ballerina slippers. It's, oh, it's yeah. it, it makes no sense. <laughs> it it makes no sense. Harrison, we, we were you were saying something too. No, I I used to watch like uh, you know Portland days with Arvidas Sabonis. Sabonis didn't have his best time in the NBA, but if you look yeah, at yeah. some of his highlights, he's he's exactly what Jokic is. Very nimble, very smart, high basketball IQ. He he makes the game look very effortless, and um, yeah, he has that sort of like old YMCA guy game where he doesn't have to move a lot, but he knows where he needs to get to. Yeah. It's basically like a younger Marcus All. With a lot more offensive power. And, uh, yeah, like it's, it, but it's it's if you took Gasol and Mike Conley from those days, from back in, yeah. in the in the Memphis, and merged them and got one guy, like he's, yeah, it's and then and then again, you know, like Jokic, rightfully so, takes up a lot of that 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 oxygen and that ink on that team. But like when you're when your second option is Jamal Murray, you're doing pretty well, mm-hmm. you know. And then your third option is either Michael Porter Jr. or Aaron Gordon, which makes the other guy the fourth option. Good God. Like that, <laughs> that's stacked. That, and, it's you know, and Aaron Gordon finally seems to have found a place, right? He seems, he seems to have found a role. Like he's, you know, he either chucks threes or he's, you know, he crashes boards. That's, that's all Mike Malone's asking <laughs> to do. So I think Denver is a, you know, anyway, Aaron Gordon, uh, slam, slam, two, two times slam dunk champion uh, robbed, right? <laughs> uh, let's be, let's be fair. So he's finally getting a home. Plus, they've got the elevation on their side. 
Oh, yeah. you know, that's a good point. We don't talk I mean, about this. I mean, yeah, we do not talk about that. It, it matters. It really matters. Yeah, I guess if you're trying to play, you know, four four games in, in and apparently they're going to, the way the um, the playoffs are structured to, to try and get it all in because of the, um, the COVID uh, protocols, is they may go back-to-back, night off, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So if, if you got to play two games back-to-back in Denver, then take a plane ride to wherever and then play them again, like you're, you're, in, you're in, you're in trouble. Your poor bones. Yeah. So, and it'll, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see which, uh, which cities allow uh, attendance back too. Right. So like, I'm, I'm assuming places like Colorado, they're going to have fans back. So that, that, that home advantage is going to be huge for certain teams like that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, teams. It's funny. Cause like teams, like, I feel like the LA teams, you know, the California teams, they may or may not, cause they're, you know, if you follow the the stuff, they may or may not have fans. And to be honest, I don't know that it matters to to those guys. Yeah, or a team like Denver, those up and coming teams. What's that? Mm-hmm. Up and coming teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, just those up and that's coming gonna, teams. Yeah, they would they would require you. something, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know, I mean, Utah was always a tough place to play um, because of the crowd. And can you imagine if they are if they're able to get like almost full in Utah? By the time mm-hmm. the, the the second yeah. or, or conference finals comes around, that's going to be a really tough place to play. And to your point about elevation, if Denver gets there, and you have fans, good cup jacked up. Those guys are going to be flying. Which is why I'm so happy that we don't have to worry about playoffs this year. There's no stress. <laughs> like imagine going up against those teams where they're just being like every everyone's chanting. There's like choruses being sung, orchestras, and you come to Raptors and they their home crowds booing yeah. them. They're being are, good are, at the free throw line. The, of the Tampa, the, the, the Tampa crowd? Yeah, what's, uh, what's going on? You do not want me to say anything about Tampa, Dave. I'm going to get blacklisted. I'm going to get your show fired. Something's going to happen. No, no, no. This is a, this is a, we are, we are, we are liber- liberty for all. You go ahead. You dump on Tampa all you want. <laughs> Tampa Bay was never like, when people talk about Florida, they're like, you know, they're like, okay, you know, Miami, South Beach, all right? Or they're like, except maybe Orlando, if you've got a family, because, you know, you go like, Orlando and Tampa Bay are basically, you know, what you think about Florida, that's Florida. That's Tampa Bay and Orlando. Let's yeah. The Florida yeah. man. That there's a reason why they call it yeah. call that the yeah, Florida exactly. man yeah. region. Oh, a bunch <laughs> of crazy people there. If I can't bring my gate my my gator to the game, I'm not coming. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't allow my my pet python? Yeah. And I have to have a shirt. Pick, pick a lane there, t- uh, Raptors. You can have one, not both. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, it's the reason they're. I mean, we all know why they're down there. It's everybody gets a little break on their on their income tax for the year, and there was a free stadium, <laughs> right? There was a stadium that they could get into. Like, uh, yeah, 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 Florida man. I actually, I, I half expect. Um, so this is on another sport, but the, you know the Blue Jays are down in Dunedin, which is like just outside of Tampa, and. Mm-hmm. They were telling yeah. the story the other day that if they have day games, they have to be careful where they hit the home runs because there's a public school like just beyond the fence and kids had to duck out of baseball. Oh <laughs> my God. The number of windows that have been broken on the if, public if, school. If there's a kid that's that? smart out there, if there's a smart Floridian kid out there, he'd be sitting sitting well, out there waiting to get that, hit. That, that, to see they actually had to like change the school schedule. Around so on certain days, like like when they had oh, lunch. Oh my stuff, goodness! Lunch and reset schedule. <laughs> like, how are these seasons real? This is not real. <laughs> no part of this year <laughs> no, is like, real. That's not... and, and I love I love how Blue Jays take take uh, uh, more importance oh, over the school yeah. too. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's baseball going on. 
on, kids. You don't need to learn nothing. There's baseball. <laughs> it's also Toronto <laughs> baseball, not even Florida baseball. Uh, well, you know, they've been, they've been in the arena for like 40 years or whatever. So apparently this has been going on for like the entire time. Like they, they rebuilt the, sta- the stadium that they're playing oh, okay. in now. is like 10 years old. And so the last 10 years, I'm like, so when, so at one point you said, hey, let's build a new stadium. Let's point it towards a public school and launch baseballs <laughs> at the windows. On kids. <laughs> oh, you gotta, That's actually you wild. You got to love Florida. Uh, <laughs> someone does anyway. Um, I, I mean, that being said, wouldn't any one of the three of us like jump at a chance to just be like on a beach somewhere? Yeah, I was gonna say I will. I will head to Florida in a hazmat suit at this point. Like, give me whatever. Yeah, we should just go to just get our vaccines. (laughs) Well, seriously, but actually, yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that is like here we're you know, and again, this is completely off of basketball, but at the same time, like we're running around here going like you know, hope you know, maybe I can get an appointment. Hopefully, I can get this point. Whatever. Down in Florida, um, uh, a friend of mine has her parents who. they, they winter down there, right? So they, they went, they left like as soon as the borders, they haven't come back since last year, basically. They've been down in Florida the whole time. But you can now book your appointment and they ask you which one you want. Do you want the Pfizer or the Moderna? Because mm-hmm. the Pfizer appointment's at 10, but the Moderna appointment we can do at 1030. And I was like, what? I will take the, you know, anything. I will take the, you know, if McDonald's is delivering one, I will have the, the Shamrock vaccine if it's if it's still available. Like I will, anything. <laughs> Anyway, gotta love Florida, the land of, of vaccines and it's uh, <laughs> apparently concussions for school children. <laughs> All right, so moving off that fun topic, um, Trey and Luca, they're always going to be linked, you know, and I would argue that up until probably even midway through this year, the advantage was clearly Luca, but. The Hawks have turned it around, right? They're looking good now. Um, Trey Young has obviously been, you know, a uh, spark plug the whole time. So if you're starting your franchise, you know, there's an expansion team tomorrow, maybe, maybe in Tampa. Um, who, are you, who are you picking to start your team, Luca or Trey? We'll start with you, Harrison. Um, I, I've always been a Luca fan. I've always been Team Luca. Being that big, being a point guard, being uh, so battle tested as he has and just uh he he sort of has like the experience on top of the the grit and grind to to pull through the the some of the games that he's been pulling out of his hat so i don't know i'm a, I'm a big luca fan and i i've always liked larger point guards to start off anyway so that's why i feel like trey hasn't really been battle tested sometimes he shies away from uh, contact and stuff um, it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with more of a playoff setting basketball where it's sort of half court setting and people are just going to be muscling yeah, around. Tr- yeah. Okay. All right. Noor, your thoughts. Oh, I agree. I agree completely. I think um, when, you know, they were both first coming around, they were when they were first rookies, people were giving a lot more of the edge to um, Trey just because he's, he's more of a volume shooter, right? Like he's giving you all those Steph Curry, like three, um, three pointers right from the um, the half the sorry the the court the half court line and everything. So um, that that was a huge debate then. But I I was a big fan of Luca because I really you know when you're a fan of Lowry and you've grown up watching Lowry, you just really appreciate. Uh, point guards who can do more than just score and watching mm-hmm. Luca, you know, just literally be the, the engine of the team, run the, run the core, his, pa- Oh my God, his passing is insane. Like 
And this is just at him right now. Like, imagine the next couple of years when he's finally really formed into himself and the passing that he's going to be making in front of us. I, like, I, I'm so ready for that. I think um, as great as Trey is, Luca, and as great of a, of a shooter as Trey is, Luca still is a, a little bit more efficient at scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and when it comes down to it, like an all-around player, especially for a point guard, I would go with Luca just because, like I said, he's more, he's just an all around guy. He's um, molded in ways that you want your PG to be molded. Yeah. And he, he's, he's very, like, he's so beneficial to the team that because his game and he makes the game so easy, he helps the peripheral players. Like Dorian Finney Smith and, and Tim Hardaway Jr. have contracts because of him. That's, so. that's yeah. Absolutely. Well, Tim Hardaway Jr. has that contract because like, my boy James Dolan was like, you know what? That third option guy, we can, we can completely overpay him. He'll be great, and of course, the New York spotlight won't bother him. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, we we should get you and James Dolan in a room. It'll be fun. <laughs> Listen, I, me me and about four million other people in, who live in Manhattan are just waiting to you know go at it. Um, yeah, listen, I, I. It's funny when I when I when I typed up the top when I came to the topic and I was like, okay, you know, this was a debate. It's not really much of a debate anymore, is it? Like, I, I am trying to, you know, I thought maybe this would like shake it up and be something, you know, someone would come out and be like, no, Trey Young, the guy can hit 45 footers. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, smart basketball people like yourselves, we all see it, right? Like, Luca just has a much more round, round game. I think, I think you're going to see Trey Young develop. And, you know, I think the playoffs are going to be huge for him this year. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that it will. Like you said, he's going to get muscled up. He's going to get pushed around a little bit. And I think there's going to be a little bit of, oh, okay, this is what it, t- where it really takes, right? Whereas Luca's been playing against men, you know, since he was, what, 15, 16 years old? Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> and, it's, and we talk about In the valleys of Slovenia, exactly. Yeah, and again, you, you think the, the whistle's put away in the last, you know, two minutes of an NBA game. Like, I'm sure the Slovenian guys are just, you know, it's all elbows all the time, right? Like... Yeah. Especially, you know, some 16-year-old kid who's going to come in and, you know, he starts crossing you out. The next time down the floor, that kid's getting an elbow. That kid's just getting, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a dirty player, but like, listen, I'm, I'm not. I, when I play against my students who are like 13 years old and can run up and down the court, and I'm like, yeah, just admit it, guys. I need, a, you know, an espresso break here midway through the first quarter. <laughs> um, I just full on, like you said, uh, what'd you call Luca, the old man, the old man of the YMCA? Yeah, you gotta put, you gotta put a body on him, right? <laughs> but Luca, the, the, the special thing about Luca is that he can score. Like if he needs to step back, like he had that shot in the bubble, right? That great three pointer at the end of the game where he like um, went faked right, went left, and then faded away at the three pointer. Like that was amazing. But he can do yeah. that. He's actually one of the top. Uh... Top of step back three point shooters, yeah, like including he can, Harden. He can do, that, that, that's it's there. It's in his game, right? It's right there. But he, but what he's done this season is really focused on the ability to, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take what the what the defense gives me, and I'm gonna either kick it out to to my own three point shooters, or his mid range game has stepped up this this year. Like he is, he's hitting those those like elbow elbow twos all day long because they're gonna they're gonna give it to him. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I think I think Luca is probably the pick. Um, is there anybody you would pick over over Luca to start your franchise with? Is there somebody else who I'm missing? There's there's a lot of young stars coming up. I think I think what the good thing about NBA is they they have they don't have a shortage of superstars coming through their ranks. So uh, even guys like 
I think Luca is up there on his own in terms of younger players, but I do like guards like John ja Morant and uh, well, such, obviously, yeah. Noor, Noor, you're going to pick Malachi Flynn. So, is there anyone besides Malachi <laughs> Flynn or Luca Doncic to start your franchise with? Can I see Norman Powell? <laughs> I miss him so much. <laughs> you, you, you miss Norman, um okay all right uh oh no besides that i think uh honestly like younger players um i'm like i'm super excited for everyone that's coming in the draft and stuff too and i think like just watching a little bit more college basketball lately because of just being educated more on it um it's it's really fun to watch their process and see how they're going to be but i think just in the next couple years like I'm actually really excited for Luca. I feel like he's going to be one of the um, the the hard the the top players in the league, and he's going to be a very sought after you know basketball player. And and in between him and Trey too, I think one last point I didn't say is that like you can you can tell that Luca is able to you know carry your team and help you win. We haven't got the same thing yeah. with Trey. Yeah, that's right. And as great of a player as he is, like you need someone who makes your team better. And with that, like Luca has a long. Um, you know, he, he has some, he has good stuff going for him in the future for sure. Oh yeah. And I, I, I think yeah, one of them, sorry, Harrison, I'm just going to jump in and say, like, I think one of them is, no, is a future MVP and one of them is a future. Scorer, yeah. Right. And I'll take yeah, the MVP yeah. over the scoring champ personally. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to say something, Harrison? I think, uh, yeah, I was just going to mention like Luca has proven leadership qualities, right? I don't think Trey is there yet. He hasn't really been shown to sort of lead his team and, garner the guys up and like get them hyped up to 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 do some things like you often see with Atlanta they get into these slumps and they just disappear offensively for for even quarters of a game so uh, Luca doesn't do that Luca when there's a slump he immediately gets the ball in his hand he tries to make something work and bring the momentum back to yeah, his team yeah no you're 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 that's a good observation so mm-hmm. obviously we would trade anyone on the Raptors for Luca um <laughs> but Trey Young, we're like, man, only only if we get to keep Gary Trent and uh, Malachi Flynn. Like, you know, obviously. That's a good, yeah, that's, that's a good yeah, even. That's, that's fair. Good. That's, that's, fair right? that's fine. Like, yeah, like, I'm okay with that. But Gary Trent Jr. after after dropping 44. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nor, I wanted to ask you, though, you mentioned uh, you've been watching a lot of college basketball. Is there anyone, any anybody who stood out to you when you were watching the tournament? Uh, they all have. I've been watching a lot of just Cade highlights too, just because Fade for Cade yeah. has been all over my timeline. I'm like, <laughs> let me just get familiar with what, what, what they want. Um, but the, at the end of the day too, though, like I'm, I'm not pro tank, pro anything. I'm just, as long as the players are happy, I'm happy. You know, friendship <laughs> line. That's what I am. But, 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 but I also think that. Uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, what was I? You're saying Fade for Cade. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Faith for Cade. Um, I, I but I also just don't think that like you know whoever I'm watching right now is going to end up on the Raptors. Like I don't think Adam Silver is going to let us have you know the top five pick. I think we're going to go home with like the eleventh pick and we're, be crying about it in our bed. <laughs> He's not letting Toronto get away with and getting better. That's not happening. Uh, uh, not on Adam Silver's watch. Not, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm more optimistic. Wow. Really? really? Uh, yeah, clearly, you know, a frozen envelopes for everyone. I guess. Like wow. <laughs> Jeez. Um. Uh, Harrison, you, did you watch any of the NCA? Uh, just, not, not just like the highlights here and there. Honestly, I've just been looking at Evan Mobley because I think I don't know. I feel like we're going down the same path the Spurs went. Hopefully, the basketball gods they gave us a shitty season. We we're in Tampa. We have no home games at all. Maybe they'll 
tip a ball in our favor, and we get we could pull off like a Tim Duncan thing again, where we could pick up a, a really solid center and, and, and just bounce and just, just, just run bounce from back. There. Yeah, I mean Mobley would be nice. Mobley does yeah. everything that you need in on this team, right? A center, a guy who can step out. He's a star. Like if you watch any of the like clips of it, interviews and stuff, like he's just got that thing. So yeah, Evan Mobley, but he's going. Yeah, he's going number two. Let's be fair. We got to get in the top two to get that in. Uh, well, although you know, to your point, Noor, maybe maybe Adam Silver doesn't want it, but maybe he also owes Masai for that stupid comment he made about you know. So maybe he's like <laughs> oh, Masai calls exactly. him and like, "Yo, Adam, remember how you said that dumb <laughs> thing about me? This is how you get back, friend. This is how you're gonna." I hope Masai is using that as leverage because Masai oh, can cancel geez, him in yeah, two right? seconds. Uh, right. Well, he better be. I that or what you know. Uh, while I got you guys, I and mean, it's not on the official thing here, but while I got you guys, and we talked about Masai, he's still the most unsigned free agent that we have. Is he coming back? Thirty seconds, uh, Harrison. Um, honestly, remember that I was watching his interview when he was discussing about the Norm trade and the future of the Raptors. He slipped up a little bit. I don't think he's going to stay with us because he was sort of like. Touching, he was sort of like dancing around the fact that the future of the franchise is good hands. Um, so he, he believes this. He's he believes in the team. He believes in the organization. It was sort of like him, sort of letting us know that he trusts what Bobby Webster is able to do in the future. But I don't know. That's just the All inkling right, that Lord, I have. Um, yeah, I'm sure you're gonna get a drink right after hearing that. Um, <laughs> no, I need help right now. I'm gonna call nine one one. Kids help nice. phone. Kids help phone. Right here. <laughs> Um, I, I think that I, I do see that. I understand why everyone's um, anxious about Masai just because it is Masai and Masai's left that door wide open. We have no idea what's going to happen. And, but I also think Raptor fans, we're just so used to heartbreak that we literally like we, we pre, um, pre-nurture ourselves for the heartbreak. We just like we get ourselves prepared for it. We're just like, hey, you know what? It's going to happen anyways. Let's just, let's just get used to it. Let's, let's just like accept accept it right now before it's even happened. And we've, we've had this happen with Kyle, with Norm, with everybody who's been on the Raptors and always just said that, no, I've always wanted to be here. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to stay. So I think yeah. he might be leveraging stuff in the background. He might be using some, some, some things um, just... Uh, uh, just to make his price go up to you know, negotiation tactics, tactics. I also just hope that he didn't leave this team like this for us and he goes like that's that would be the greatest heartbreak of my life. Um, so but... the thing I heard, yeah, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say the thing I read about Masai is that there's no other NBA job he wants. He doesn't want to go to another NBA team. He wants. Yeah, to be- that that was my thing too. If he was to leave, I think he would be he would be leaving to expand his Giants of Africa network. Yeah, I think it's either Giants of Africa. Yeah, or become the president of Nigeria. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, yeah, if I, he I, leaves, he's well, over yeah. basketball. The rumor yeah. is, there the are a couple of rumors that I heard is that Masai doesn't want to leave. And, you know, the only thing is, I think he wants an ownership stake right now. If, if he's going to stick around in basketball, he's going to want a piece of the team, which is fine. Cut him off a piece of the team. It's just a matter of how much you want to give up from from your portions, right? From mm-hmm. Bell and and uh, Rogers and Larry Tannenbaum, if he's going to stay here. But the other rumor was that he was like, you know, he's interested because there's, you know, guys who have gone from different sports, and there's a rumor that he wants to, you know, that that he wants to be like a president in a, of an EPL team, you know, because again, think about think oh, about the, the global scale of that. Mm-hmm. Or to your point, Nor, he's gonna he's he's gonna partner with the NBA and take Giants of Africa and make it like almost a de- its own development league right so right and expand it there yeah I have those. of course you know 
we'll just I just if, if it were me, I'm just like Rogers and Bell. You make enough money, you can cut up, cut them off like two percent of the team and be and still be fine. And uh, my and phone bill tells me is, that they make enough money for like the entire city of Toronto. So there should be no reason why they can't keep Masai. Yeah, you know, I know what I see. I see my 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 cell phone bill. I see my cable bill. I know yeah, exactly. I, I know what you're what you're what you're scraping. I know what you're. Doing. <laughs> All right, guys, this was a lot of fun. Harrison, anything you want to promote? Anything you want to uh, share with the people? Uh, nothing much. Just go get a vaccine. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> if, if, if you can find one, get one. Uh, apparently, we're all going to Florida. Yeah. We're organizing a road trip to Florida. So, uh, Noor, anything you want to, anything, any upcoming episodes, anything you want to share with the people? Um, I just want to bounce off of Harrison. If you do get a vaccine, hit me up. Let me know where you got it so I can get one too. Um, besides yes. that, you can find me on Dishes Dimes Pods. And yeah, is the the DMs are open, right? The DMs are open. You can, you can <laughs> they're they're open <laughs> for professionalism. They're open. For, for, yes, listen, for, for vaccines only, people. <laughs> for vaccines only, they're completely keep open. It, keep it proper. At this point, anyway. if if it's a vaccine full of water, I'll take it. Just let me know. <laughs> All right, friends, thanks so much. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, take care, guys. Have a great one. Bye. Thanks. And while that's the show this week, big thank you to Noor from the Dishes and Dimes podcast and for uh, promoter Harrison for jumping in and having a great conversation this week. We hope you enjoyed that. Speaking of uh, you, uh, if you like the show, please like, share, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify is a great spot for that. Uh, It's pretty rough out there here in Ontario, but um, just a quick personal note. Please try and go and get your vaccination if you can, if you're eligible. Check the websites, VaccineTO and uh, the Ontario government COVID-19 website to book your appointment the sooner we all get vaccinated the sooner we all get out of this but until then please stay home stay safe wash your hands and we'll talk to you again in seven days